Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I need everyone to lean in for just a second. If you're, I know you're all doing things this morning. We're all moving around. 
um, so on and so forth, and I love that. But we're going to do something in this room that is probably going to make Sarah mad at me. <laughs> but we're going to do it anyway. Uh, what I noticed, and I'm sure you've all noticed as well, which, by the way, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am a husband to one, a father to eight. I am also the host of Hashtag Rise and Grind, a daily morning show, bringing motivation, education, and inspiration around the world for the last four years. And I am also the creator and the founder of Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club, and the benefit of all of these amazing superhumans, the nearly 100 different thought leaders and experts that have chosen to invest their time into helping this movement. And that's really what this is. If you look at it, Breakfast with Champions is a movement. It is a collection of people that are all coming together from different backgrounds, different belief systems, different upbringings, uh, different ethnicities, different belief systems, and we've come together with a, with a shared heart, right? A shared heart to help people elevate, to help people grow, and really to help people feel seen, heard, and significant. That's why we created a breakfast table, right, where everyone gets a seat at the table. And I know the app has like a stage and a line and an audience and so on and so forth, but we just don't look at it that way. It's all of us gathered together around the breakfast table. And so as a part of this movement, we've obviously spent a lot of time on this, this, this app. Uh, I have, as I know that you have as well. And you can't, you can't, what's up, Coach? I see you. I see Coach Isaac. You cannot spend any time on this app or spend any time outside in the real world without uh, running into many of the conversations that are going on around this planet right now, right? So there are lots of conversations about uh, COVID, lots of conversations about vaccines, lots of conversations about uh, all of those things that we've all been experiencing the last, uh, going on two years, the last 18 months. And so we have not ran COVID rooms, vaccine rooms, or any of those things, right? We come from a place of inclusivity and zero um, divisive. We don't, we don't like to talk about things that are divisive. We don't want anyone to feel removed, slighted, or any of those things. And so what I'm about to do today is a little bit against what we normally do. And if I were to close the room right now, we could close the room and open it back up with a COVID-type conversation title because that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about this experience that we are all going through. We're going to create this space, and we're going we're, we're, we're to talk about it in a unique way. I'm going to walk you through a journey with me. And really part of the inspiration uh, behind this particular segment, uh, part of the inspiration comes from uh, the, bo the book that I've been rereading, Matthew McConaughey's Green Light. And so this is going to be an interactive segment in the sense that every once in a while, I'm just going to ask you to unmike 
and say the words me too if the things that I talk about, the things that I share that I am feeling or that I have experienced, if it's something that you've experienced, I want you to unmic and, and drop a me too. And I'll explain why that's important here in a little bit. Now, before we go too far, though, I would absolutely love it if you would just take a second and hit that plus sign in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen or maybe make a uh, post on Instagram or any of those places that says, hey, we're getting ready to have some serious, serious conversation over in the Breakfast with Champions room, and we'd love to invite everybody to be a part of it. Um, there's 309 people in here right now, and if we could each get one in here, we could double this up make this a, a, a real large conversation. Now, in order to get one in here, you might have to invite 50, just saying. You might have to ping out to get that little red bar. Um, but if it's okay with you, I would like to, 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 to have this conversation. And so to set the, so to set the tone, I'm actually going to play a, uh, a poem that I wrote. I wrote this poem back in 2018, which was pre- pandemic uh, based on kind of the state of the union at the time. And so I'm going to play this and then uh, we're going to go on a journey together. Is that okay with you? Flash your mics if that is okay with you as we go on a little journey together. I see Kelsey flashing. I see Dr. Janie. I see Dr. Rowe. I see Ramon and Joy and Nate, Christina, Dr. Enough. TM, Monica, Yan, I see Tosh, Tony Moe, Steven, oh. Annette, Four Element, Mary Lynn, Tom, Greg, Sophia, John. I see, who is that? Dr. Stephanie, I see her. I see Trust and Shannon. I see Dami and Anita. I see Storm, Dimple, Miss Amelia, Antonetti. I see Ravneet. I see Miss Christine and Colleen. And then, of course, I see everyone at the breakfast table like Liz and Van Ness and Danielle and Sarah and Cody and Terrence and Shailene and Michael and Michelle and Sandra and Sherry Matthews. I see you. All right. So I'm going to start with the poem and then, uh, and then we're going to go from there. And hopefully Sarah doesn't bring the hook out and rip me off the stage. <laughs> This world we live in today, a scary place to say the least. Life is losing its value. Our hearts aren't at peace. There are men on their knees while our flag is hung high. There are people with badges who I'm afraid I might die. There is hatred and racism and killing and such. You can watch it on TV, on your phone. It's too much. The word Jesus is taboo, yet the word YOLO is cool. You can have iPads in church, but can't have a Bible in school. I don't understand why we've made things this way, why technology has advanced, but as people, we stay in this mindset of anger, of animosity, of lust. Can't we all see that this world, it's on edge? It might bust from Nintendo and hacky sacks to free porn and things like that. The internet of things. There was a time we worshiped Jesus and the Bible was real. Now we worship Google and Facebook. 
tells us the deal. And I'm afraid in the change we forgot who we are in the past, how you treated others, that was the bar. We used to be judged by our humanity and grace. Now we judge others with a smug on our face. The world God created, one of beauty and wonder, has become a playground for Satan, his evil not squandered. And though sometimes I fear that we've gone way too far, I am reminded and humbled, humans, we still are. We are resilient in nature. Evolution's our friend. We get faster and smarter. What we need is a trend. We need everyone out there who can see through the trees to stop screaming out and to bow on their knees. We need to beg our great father to help rid us of sin. We need to ask for forgiveness for the way we treat men. We need to stop by the neighbors just to say hi. We need to bake them some cookies or maybe a pie. We need to realize the internet is a tool to be used, not a way to hate life and constantly be abused. We need to rise up together as women, as men. We need to take back this country from the state that it's in. We are brothers. We are sisters. We are designed for love. It's important we represent our Father above. Our values, our morals, they were wrote on the cross. So let's take back what's ours. Let's show them who's boss. When established this country in 1776, our founders came together and they asked someone to stitch together a symbol of freedom and of peace. And they drew up a document on which now we should preach. It reads the words that follow. And today I will quote this masterpiece of a document that wins, it has my vote. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We are in the pursuit of fear and distrust. We are all riding along on this terrible bus. We are headed for danger, a dead end, a rough road. We must stop, we must stop. Don't let this country erode. We need love, we need peace, we need good for God's sake. We need everyone to sit down and shut up for a change. We need to open our ears more and quiet our mouths. We need to be humbled, imagination aroused. We need the wisdom to look in the mirror and say, I'm a part of the problem, but I can change that today. Then we all can take action and change where we are. We can smile and laugh. That alone will go far. We can make a new friend with our phone put away. We can even take a moment before dinner and pray. We can shout on our platforms about the kind things people have done. We can refuse to post anything negative, none. We can establish ourselves as stable and safe. We can let people know they can trust us, have faith. We can do the right thing, the right thing every time. And we can honor our wives and our children, be kind. We can share our true love that we have for another. We can show the whole world that we're sisters and brothers. We can put down the guns and refuse to go fight. We can shine brighter together this whole world. Be a light 
We can do all these things and we can do them today and we need to start now because our world's gone astray. It's time we start pulling and rein this place in. It's gone far enough. It's ugly with sin. Let's get back to that place where our families are safe. Where the worst thing at a concert is you might run a bit late. Where walking the street in a hoodie's okay and a game of kickball is what the neighbor kids play. Let's get back to a world where God's word is the key, a world where kindness and love will lead to victory. In the end, the dust will settle and this battle will be won. Will it be good or it be evil that sees the rise of the sun? The answer to that question lies within you and within me. We have the power to make it however we want it to be. Love, kindness, forgiveness, grace, humility, joy. Erase the hate, spread the faith. Yeah. This this last couple of weeks I've been reading. Beautiful. Beautiful. That was fire, fire, fire. Thank you, Ramon. <laughs> I see the flash. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. That, that was awesome, Glenn. Awesome. Amazing, Glenn. Amazing. Praise Jesus. Thank, Thank you so God. much. Where can Thank we buy you. this form? <laughs> <laughs> if anybody would like a copy of the poem, DM me. I will send it to you. Um, there's a link, I think, for it up on YouTube where my video guy put a bunch of images and stuff with it as well. So there's a there's a visual aspect to that. And I remember the day that I uh, wrote that. I was up I was up in the morning a little bit earlier than normal, an hour earlier than normal, and just feeling right. I was in my feels, and it was kind of crazy. I I wrote that poem, and as soon as I got done re or writing it, uh, I was like, oh. This is okay. <laughs> like, this is all right. And so I went to work. I was working at Dan Cummins Chevrolet and Buick at the time. And I went to the dealership and I grabbed Brandon, my videographer. And I said, uh, Brandon, we got to record this like right now. Like, this is on my heart right now. We got to record it. And, uh, and he said, Well, where do you want to record it? I said, I don't know. Like, we need to record it somewhere like kind of cool. And there, there's a high school right across the street that has a theater that they, um, you know, use for, for theater, obviously. And so we called the high school and we said, hey, can we just use your theater real quick? We just want to record. And they're like, yeah, sure. And so I walk over there and uh, we walk across the street. We go to the school. We go inside. Brandon sets up the camera to record it. And, uh, and as soon as we go to start, like 100 students come walking into the theater. <laughs> and we're like, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to listen to um, this poem that you wrote. And I mean, I literally had just written it that th that morning. I hadn't rehearsed it, practiced it, uh, anything like that. I was reading it off of a piece of paper, uh, and I ended up doing that live in front of like a hundred students uh, right out the gate, which was which was pretty crazy. Uh, but it was impactful then, and I feel like it's still relevant now, right? And so I wanted to start this conversation to, I wanted to allow everyone and create space for you specifically to be able to. Like you are allowed, you have permission to feel. 
Now, a lot of times in Breakfast with Champions, in Rise and Grind, it's like, go, 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 you know, get your butt up, rub some dirt on it, uh, those types of things, right? Get back on the horse. I just posted that earlier today. Like, hey, I fell off the horse on my 67-day challenge. I'm back on, right? Keep grinding, keep your head down, so on and so forth. And all of these things are very, very, very relevant and very, very important. What I want to do in this room right now is create some space to allow you to feel. This past uh, week and a half, I've been rereading Green Lights with uh, the book that was written by Matthew McConaughey, which is it's really a fascinating um, what a, what a, what a, what a uh, creative just what an artist man Matthew McConaughey is just a, he's he's an artist at the at the highest level he weaves these poems with these incredible stories of his life and takeaways and bumper stickers and all of these things and music and. He just weaves it all together in a really fascinating way. And I'd read it before, but it hadn't hit me like it's hitting me now. And there's one particular part of the book where he goes off to a, uh, he goes off to a foreign country and he's looking for some spiritual leaders that you have to hike 18 miles to, to get there. And if you're, if you're willing to, if you can get there, you can't get there by car. So if you're willing to hike the 18 miles to get there, they'll let you, they'll let you in, right? They'll let anybody in that's willing to hike the 18 miles. And so he hikes the 18 miles, and he goes to this place filled with spiritual leaders. And once he gets there, he notices, you know, there's very little talking. It's just a lot of thinking and a lot of reflecting. And he asks one of the leaders, he says, hey, I need somebody to, 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 to talk to. And he says, oh, yeah, you should go talk to this guy, Chris. It'll be great. And, and so the next day, he goes on a walk with the spiritual leader, and they go walking for – Three and a half hours, Matthew McConaughey talks. And he just shares everything that he's feeling. He has some new, he had just gotten like a new, um, he had just done a great movie and like his life was expanding. Everything was happening around him very, very, very rapidly. And he was kind of losing touch with who he was. He was losing touch with uh, what he wanted, what his why was, what was his purpose, what direction he wanted to go. And. And so for three and a half hours, these two men walk, and Matthew McConaughey talks. And he says very specifically that the spiritual leader listened the entire time without ever saying a single word. Matthew spoke the entire three and a half hours, and then they made their way back to the facility. And when they got back to the facility, it was now four hours in. And they were getting ready to part. Oh, my boy Grant just popped in here. They were getting ready to part. Yo, is this, is this the R. Kelly room? <laughs> What's up, Grant? How are you, man? I've been looking for the R. Kelly room for like four days, uh, and I can't find it. That, 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 yeah, this, this isn't that particular room. But we are doing something a little bit interesting and different here today, Grant. It's interesting that you popped in. Uh, we, uh, right now I'm actually kind of touching on a, a point in the, uh, Matthew McConaughey book, Green Lights, but I decided that from nine to 10, Tim's story couldn't be here with us today. And so we're creating some space and we're actually going to talk in this room a little bit about the experiences that people are having, some of the feelings that they're having in this particular season around COVID vaccines, masks, and those types of things. Um, we're not talking about it from a, from a, uh, <laughs> a conflicting space. Um, but we're actually creating some space to allow people to feel some of those things. How you feel about that, Grant? 
Glenn, unfortunately, my the, the, the guy riding with me talked the entire time you were talking, and I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> Who's that, Brian Cohane? Are you still with Cohane? I know you no, were with it, him No, it's Ryan Secco. Ryan, Ryan, and, Ryan and I are going to look at a piece of property this morning. Oh, okay. And, um, so I didn't kick Give it to me again real quick. Yeah, yeah, sure thing, Grant. So I took over for Tim. I'm sorry, bro. No problem at all. No problem at all. I took over for Tim's story today. And uh, what was on my heart is that we needed to create a little bit of space here in the Breakfast Champions Room to actually talk about some of these things that are going on in the world and really allow people to to, to feel, right, to create some space to feel the COVID stuff, the vaccine (laughs) stuff, the mask stuff. We normally yeah. don't talk about that stuff in here at all, right? And put your head down, just freaking yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I like it, Glenn. Yeah, I like that. You know. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's important. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how your audience. Your VC, you're cutting out. You're in the matrix. But I heard it'll be interesting to see. And I. Yeah, your response. I, I'm going to get a lot of people saying, "Hey, oh." Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> well, Grant, feel free to ch- chime in at any at any point, okay? Yeah, he's cutting out there. They're on the move, looking at some properties. So, in the book, you know, I don't think he knows he's cutting out. Glenn, this is like a cliffhanger. I'm, I'm trying to I, – I, 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 I wait for the story. Come on, keep All going, right. Glenn. I'm going. All right. Grant, feel free to ch- chime in at any time. In the book. He has this walk. After four hours, the guy that listens doesn't say a word, right? And then Matthew McConaughey and this guy get back to the facility. And the guy leans over and very quietly whispers in Matthew McConaughey's ear. And he says, me too. That's it. Those two words. And with those two words, Matthew McConaughey experienced some clarity He experienced some healing, not because somebody gave him all of the answers, but because somebody helped him to realize he wasn't alone. And so what I want to do in this space as we chat, what I want to do is as I go through this story and we walk through this journey, will you do me a huge favor? And if you felt what I felt or if you experienced what I experienced, I just want you to unmic and just say me too. All right. Me too. 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 I always got to walk through the story <laughs> first, guys. That's okay. No, that's good. Everybody's practicing. <laughs> too. These are overachievers right here. These I know. <laughs> so we're going to go back to March. All right. We're going to go Mar- back to March of 2020. Uh, back in March of 2020, my family, uh, my wife and, and my beautiful kiddos, um, we were, we had just moved into this new place, right? We got 10 acres of land and we had just kind of moved into this new place. We were settling into a new experience. Our, we were starting to figure out what our business actually looked like. I've been consulting and training, uh, dealers digitally and, and those types of things. So we were basically in a new season. It was an exciting season, right? New house, new job, new, 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 all of these things that are new and everything's kind of working and, uh, March kind of comes around. We start getting wind of this uh, virus thing, right? That's uh, that's happening over in China. It's kind of happening in different places, and there's a lot of politicking going around with with um, Trump and 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 uh, you know Joe Biden, and uh, there's just a lot of uh, 
a lot of stuff, right? There's a lot of a lot of stuff and a lot of a lot of noise, and I'm kind of somewhat ignoring it at the time, right? I'm just kind of like, you know, this kind of crazy stuff happens. I know better than to watch the news, so on and so forth. Like, you know, it's it's just kind of thing. So it was kind of a little bit of an ignore for a little bit, and then I got an email. I got an email from. Uh, I have a couple friends that are billionaires, and this guy, this guy's a billionaire and very well connected billionaire. And he sent me an email. I'm just going to read part of the email to you. And so the email said, "Hey Glenn, this message is very important and time sensitive. Please read ASAP." I'm forwarding you the same email email below that I sent to my family and to my siblings to update them on the most relevant information around COVID-19 and to provide information that could help you protect your family. This message has a lot of direct information from the White House, and it's a bit strong because some of you may be in denial about the coronavirus, and so I need you to wake up. I am praying for you and your family. It goes on to say, the advisor to the White House says, that unless it's an urgent need or a real emergency, you and your family should stay home. And if it's absolutely necessary to leave, you should avoid what I'm calling corona clouds, which are places that have a higher probability of contracting the virus. Because the virus can survive on surfaces, do not go anywhere people have been for the last three to nine days. It is critically important to clean floors, surfaces, anything non-porous, plastic, cutting boards, And by no means go to any restaurants or supermarkets and definitely don't go to church. Here's the math that we received. 50 to 70% of Americans will get the virus and 200,000 to 2 million people will die within the year. The most surprising number is that many of the people we're talking about is how many people young and old will also get a very dangerous pneumonia that's going to lead to a lung disease that's going to cause permanent damage to your lung and breathing forever. This email goes on for another 10 pages. It talks about the exact dosages that you're going to need, a Solgor vitamin D3 and something kind called hydroxychlorine or Playquil. It has links to videos of massive chaos in Italy and other countries. It also has links to products like oxygen tanks and things like that that need to be ordered immediately before they run out. It has tips to protect the family. It has tips on what to do with your money everywhere. Ten pages deep. And after I read the email from this very respected, trusted person in my life, After I read the email, I immediately felt like going into the closet, (laughs) crawling into the fetal position, and sucking my thumb. If anybody else felt anything (laughs) similar, let me know. Me too. 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 And so at first, I kind of was like, all right, honey, I actually went out that night right after I read the email. It was about 1130 at night. 
I went out at 11.30 at night, went to a, uh, a Walgreens pharmacy type place that I could find that had these oxygen tanks. And I went and got the oxygen tanks and stocked up on all of those things. And uh, then I went over to the grocery store and grabbed myself two carts, right? Grabbed myself two carts to, and just kind of looking at everybody like, what, dude? I got eight kids, all right? Don't be looking at me like I'm crazy. I got eight kids. Oh, my. Yeah, man. And so I loaded up these two carts with Totino's frozen pizzas and canned foods and some Hot Pockets, all the stuff, right? All the stuff that'll stay and last for a long time because I believed in my mind in that moment that if this was real, if this was real, that I had to do something in this moment that would prepare us for three months, five months, six months, right? And I didn't know exactly what that looked like, but I knew like, but the, the frozen stuff might work. Anybody else go get, go buy a bunch of frozen stuff? Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too, buddy. Yep. And, and look, and McDonald's fries last a long time too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I was I, just Glenn, I did a lot of cooking and froze a lot of meals so that nice. I could uh, thaw out over time. Made a whole uh, Instagram series about it, COVID Cooking Creative. Making you're, you're, you're much healthier than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> so I'm, well, so, I'm a family of one, not a family. <laughs> True that. So I stocked up on the food, right? Stocked up on the food. Maybe I made sure we had all those things, and uh, we started turning on the television Every single day at 5 o'clock watching the governor's report. And we stayed in the house. We didn't, we didn't leave the house till the kids. They couldn't leave the house. We, we kind of started doing all of those things. And the tension in our house continued to rise. And I started to really reflect on some of the decisions I'd made in the past. Some of the financial decisions I'd made in the past. I was looking around at our big decadent house thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know if we should have just bought this thing, right? We've got this big house and these big bills and we've got this business. We're an entrepreneur now. And I started to really question every single decision. And we were watching the news every single day. And my wife and I started to kind of get on each other's nerves a little bit more than normal. We started to light up the kids with uh, a little bit more than normal, and the kids uh, seemed to be less patient than they were before. There was just a lot of tension in 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 the house and in in my space, right? I don't know if anybody else felt that. Anybody else feel that? Me too. Me too. Me too. Beautiful, beautiful. And 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 then all of a sudden, uh, they 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 brought like bring on the masks, right? You guys remember? When the, when, the, when the mask kind of first came out, and they're like, okay, you got to wear these masks. You can wear these things for two weeks, and uh, this is going to be important to that, and this is how it's going to help. This is what's going to this is what's gonna keep us from, and this is kind of what you need to do, and, and so on and so forth. And then, of course, when they brought on the masks, that brought on the debate, right? Mm, and the division, the arguments. I remember walking into uh, a gas station. There was a local gas station, real small gas station, and I was just going to pop in real quick and use the ATM. And so I jump out of my car. I don't, I don't have a mask. I hadn't even got a mask yet at this point. They were just kind of doing the mask thing. And uh, I, I jump out of the car, and I'm going to the ATM, which is about 10 feet away. And um, 
So I go in, I go to use the ATM, and this guy comes running at me, man. Just run. No, 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 no. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. You have no mask. You have no mask. You have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask. And he's, like, got a mask on, but it's barely even covering his lips. It's not covering his nose at all, right? And I'm like, bro, like, calm down. I'm just using the ATM. No, no, no. He's screaming at me, right, that I got to get out. I'm like, bro, bro, relax. He's like, the mask. I'm like, dude, your mask isn't even covering your nose. He's like, yes, it is. It is covering my nose. I'm like, no, it's not covering your nose. Like, it's literally not covering your nose. And, he, and, and, and he's just, like, absurd. Like, it was crazy. And I was like, oh, my God. I am about to fight a dude that I don't know over over the silliest thing, right? Like, I don't. I remember back in the day where it was a dangerous thing to walk up to a grown man in a agitated, aggressive state. Y'all remember that? Like that used to be a bad idea, right? You would never do that, and all of a sudden people were doing that, and so it was crazy, and it was so frustrating. I remember getting back in the car and just calling my wife, like, I am so incredibly frustrated right now like I have I'm a grown man I haven't fought in decades and here I was about to throw blows and the frustration from that experience really started to set in did anybody start to feel some frustration right around then me too yes me too even now mm-hmm. okay good I'm glad me you know too me that. too so then part of my business was traveling right so I was traveling to dealerships, visiting dealerships, doing on-sites, having meetings, doing a lot of events, a lot of speaking things, so on and so forth. And so travel started to, to, to really change at this particular time. And I started to really question whether or not I, I should be doing what I was doing because I'd show up at the airport and there was nobody there. Like I, I flew multiple times on 757 big 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 airplanes where i was the only person on the plane like literally the only person out of 257 seats on this sucker right and so travel and meetings and events started shutting down you remember that like my wife had gotten us tickets to see lauren daigle and that concert got shut down uh, the Kentucky Derby, that was a big deal. That got shut down. Like all these big events in the automotive industry started to get shut down. And there was a trampoline park that my kids loved to go to. It was a great place because me and my wife could sit in these massage chairs while the kids were bouncing on the trampolines. And so this whole trampoline park shut down, right? The whole thing completely shut down. And I just remember thinking when the trampoline park shut down, like for some reason that was like the – that was the straw, right? That kind of broke the camel's back because it was the only place me and my wife could take all the kids and let them go and get our massage in our chair. And so it, when it shut down, I remember thinking, golly, like I miss how things used to be. Me too. Anybody else feel that way? Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. And then from there, and then from there, man, it started like, they started sharing like body counts, right? New York City, trucks full of people, hospitals filled. They started showing all the outrage, right? Like people out, all the outrage that was coming. We were in the midst of this election, right? The the, the Trump outrages, the Biden outrages, the the straight-up bullying back and forth in the media, 
like all of that stuff, man, like the news every single day, everywhere you looked, there was conspiracy theories on this is why this is happening. This is what's happening over here. And then like stocks were up, right? Like there was stock, stock market was up and then the stock market was down. And then there was Bitcoin surges, right? There was a surge in the Bitcoin world. And then every state had a different rule or a different mandate or a different way that you had to do things. And I was traveling from state to state. So I got to see a lot of this firsthand, right? Like everywhere was a little bit different. Florida, they weren't doing nothing, which is by the way, why they won like every single championship because they were still going to practice every day. They were still on the field every day. They like, and, and so every state was different, right? And like, I was thinking like, like, I'm a man, dude. Like, I'm a man. I am a man. M-A-N. I am a leader. I have a family. And I don't know what the frick to do. Like, what am I supposed to do? I was absolutely confused. Anybody else feel absolutely confused in the middle of all that? Me, Me too. Me too. Yes. Joe. And then, of course, there was fear, right? Fear of a loss of business. I was afraid all of my clients were going to shut down because I was working with dealerships and the dealerships were shut down. <laughs> I was actually blown away. What a gift and a blessing. I didn't lose a single freaking dealer. They continued to pay me even when their dealerships were closed. How crazy is that? But I was afraid to lose business. Uh, I had my stockpiles of food questioning all of the financial decisions of the past, really asking myself, like, have I done my family a disservice? Have I done myself a disservice? Here I am 42 years old, and these things that I can't control around me have the ability to strip me of my home, of my work, my clients, even my ability to get food, right? Like I started to really, really get down on myself for not being better prepared for these types of things. Anybody else feel that? Yes. Absolutely. Me too. Yep. Me too. Me too. Me too. Then they started talking about the vaccine, right? Vaccine came, election went on, Biden became president. They say, they, some people say they, that he didn't. Some people say he did. We even had confusion there. Everything is confusing. Then came the vaccine, and then there was more questions, and then there was more arguing, and then there was debates between civil liberties, and is this a civil liberty thing, or is it not, right? And I don't know if it's right or is it wrong, and there's stories on both sides. And then last week, Last week, I lost a dear, 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 dear friend, man. Just like a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human. 33 years old, two young boys, a female leader in the auto industry. I lost her, man, a couple weeks ago. Has anybody in here lost anybody? Recently, me too. 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 Me too.
been a really, 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 really tough season, has it not? Absolutely. Yes, it is. Yes. So tough. And so I want to. And that leads leads that leads us to where we are right now. We're in this space that I think, like, it, it makes me feel better to know I'm not the only one. And I hope it makes you feel better as well to know that you're not the only one. And I want to share a story with you that comes from the greatest book ever written, the number one best-selling book of all time. It's this book called The Bible. And in this book, there is a parable. And I'm going to read it to you real quick. And then we're going to apply it to how we're all feeling right now in this season. So there was a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets. And she cried out to Elijah. And she said to Elijah, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. Now, when I read that sentence, just imagine a widowed woman, right? It's a widowed woman. The creditors are on their way. They're going to take away her kids. She just lost her husband. She feels like she's losing everything, right? Anybody, anybody feel that at all during this season? Yep. Me too. Me too. Me too. So I think we can relate, right? So she feels like she's losing everything, and she she cries out, Elijah. Hey, my husband was a servant of God. Like he feared the Lord, man. What are you gonna do about this? And according to the passage, this woman was the wife of a man that feared deeply, revered the Lord, right? And unfortunately, her husband died, leaving to his family a debt they could not afford. It was a big debt. And so Elijah then says to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she says back to him, she says, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. That's it. I got nothing else. Just a jar of oil. And Elijah then says, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all of your neighbors. Empty the vessels. Empty them out. Okay, don't, and he says, don't, don't, do not gather just a few, get all of them, all the ones from your neighbors, every single one. And then when you've come in with every single vessel, right, every single jar in the neighborhood, then shut the door behind you, behind you and your sons. And I want you to pour, and then I want you to pour that uh, jar of oil into all those vessels and then set aside the full ones, Right. Now, I want you to think about this for just a second, what that, what that experience had to be for this woman, right? She's sitting here in the middle of loss. She feels like she's losing everything around her. And Elijah the prophet says to her, go knock on all your neighbor's doors <laughs> and say, hey, I need every jar in your house. And I need you to empty it out. Whatever you got in that jar, just get rid of it, okay? Just empty it out. I need every jar in your house. And then I'm going to go lock myself in my house with my kids I'm going to lock the door behind me, and I'm going to start pouring oil into all these jars, right? She had to think, this is, this is 
this is this is crazy, right? Because according to scientific law, a jar of oil cannot fill but another jar of oil of the same size, right? That's science. If I got one jar of oil and all these empty jars, that there's nothing there. So she had to be thinking this is chaotic. She had to be thinking this is confusing. She had to be thinking this doesn't make any sense. She had to be thinking I'm going to look crazy. She had to be thinking, uh, you, you know, I'm asking you for help. I'm not asking all the neighbors for help, right? She had to be frustrated. She had to be feeling all of those things. Anybody feeling those things right now? Me too. Yes, sir. Me too, for sure. Absolutely. Me too. I'm on. Right now, right now. Come on, Glenn. Right now, right now. On Thursday. Right. Preach. This preach, Glenn. Right now. Me too. Hey, Glenn, you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Who said that? So she had to be feeling all these things, and we are too, right? Me too. Me too. Me too, right? So then she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. Sons went out, gathered up all the vessels, right? She, she shuts the door behind her, and she started to pour it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. And so the oil stayed. Right? So that's what it says in the Bible. What that's, what, what that's saying is they took one jar and ended up filling every jar. And they still had more left over. They took one jar and ended up filling every jar and still had more left over. So then she came and she told the man of God. She said, hey, I got all these jars now. Everything's full. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons can live on the rest. Okay? Wow. Now, the reason I share this story with you, and I think it's so relevant to where we are today, because we're in a season where we feel like a lot of things have been taken away from us, right? We're in this season of frustration and this season of confusion, a season of where there's so many things that we can't control in our lives. We don't know up from down or left from right. We don't know which way to, whether to move left or whether to move right. We don't know any of these things. But here's what this story says to me, and you can, you can tell me if you feel the same way. But what this story tells me is that the miracles in life are always in what's left. The miracle is always in what's left. The miracle is not in what we've lost. And the miracle is not in what we've yet to gain. The miracles are always in what's left. I want you to think back for just a second. I want you to think about it. Think back in your life. Think back at a time where you thought all was lost. Think back at a time where you maybe lost uh, a loved one. Maybe it's a time that you uh, lost a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Maybe it's a time that you lost a job. Maybe it's a time that you lost an opportunity. I want you to think back to that time, and I want you to realize, or I want you to, to, to maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but I want you to think about how you came, how you triumphed from that situation. Did you triumph by focusing on the thing that was lost? Or did you triumph based on what was left? You see, this morning what I wrote down. Left. That's right. This morning I wrote down my gratitude list, as I always do. I wrote down that I'm thankful for this absolutely beautiful day. That's how I start every day. I wrote down that I'm thankful for uh, cereal with my beautiful bride. <laughs> That's a funny one. 
Last night, my wife was feeling really, 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 really bad. And so I jumped in the car when she wasn't looking, drove to the grocery store, and got her a box of Captain Crunch because I haven't allowed them to have cereal in the house <laughs> since I've been on this diet. <laughs> I'm thankful for the opportunity to have so many new friends here in Breakfast with Champions. I am thankful for hashtag Rise and Grind and my automotive 800% club. I wrote down that I'm thankful for abundance that exists in my life. I wrote down that I'm thankful for Alex Flores, Liza Myers, Vorchis, and Brad Wise, some of my Brian Benstock, some of the premier dealers that I work with. I wrote down that I'm thankful for the success of the Breakfast with Champions podcast. I wrote down that I'm thankful for my amazing team that I get to work with every single day. I, I wrote down that I'm thankful for God's patience and kindness as I go through these seasons, right? I wrote down that I'm thankful for all of these things. And then I took it a little step further. I wrote down that I'm thankful for water and electric. I'm thankful for the sunrise. I wrote down that I'm thankful for all of these things. Can I get any me too's on any of these? Are any of you thankful for me too? Me too. Right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, folks. Don't. Don't lose sight of the miracle of this season. There are people around this planet that don't have running water right now. There are people on this planet that don't have light right now. There are people on this planet that I guarantee you are not in this room because they don't have internet. They don't have an iPad. They don't have a phone. There are people on this planet that are that are ch that are controlled by the government that can't access the internet. There are people on this planet that every decision is made for them. There are people in refugee camps. Uh, there are people on this planet that are facing some real, real struggles. And you and I need to take a moment today and be conscious of that. Be aware of that. And I believe that in the reflection through gratitude, if we can remember that the miracles are always in what's left, we can stop complaining about the things that are being taken away. We can stop complaining about the rules, band-aids, regulations, all of these things that cause frustration and cause fear and cause pain. We can stop complaining about all of those things and instead we can look inside. You see, the miracle is going to happen from within. It's really interesting. If you're in a house and you find out that the house has some bad wiring, right? You don't wait until the house is completely burned down to change the wiring, do you? No. You see, instead what you do is you go in and you change the wiring now before the house is burnt down. I challenge you all to start thinking right now of all the things that you can do, the things that you can do more of. You see, out there around you right now is very much like a magic show. And I'm not saying a magic show in the sense that the things around you are fake. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying it's very much like a magic show because it causes distractions from the truth. 
And the truth of the matter is that your miracles don't exist through some government mandate or regulation, but your miracles are going to come from one place and one place only. Your heart. Your heart and its connection to the Father. You see, on this planet, we've lost sight. We've made excuses for. And we've taken away the truth. We've clouded it with media. We've clouded it with our own idols. We've clouded all of these things. But here's the bottom line, my friend. You are a child of God, the God of the universe, the God that made everything. And that God is the answer. That God is the solution that God will provide, and that God has a plan. I was in a room the other day, and this gentleman came up and he said, hey, y'all, it was in one of those COVID rooms, and he came up and he said, look, you can all complain back and forth about the things that you can't control. You're welcome to go ahead and do that. But what you as, as long as we are complaining, we are confessing. A complaint is a confession. As long as we are complaining, we are confessing that we think we're smarter than God. That we think his plan is fooled. That his plan is, is not right. It's not, how dare you take away my trampoline park from my kids? How dare you tell me that I can't travel on an airplane? What are you thinking, Lord? Gratitude for the season is the solution. Gratitude for the opportunity for us to come together like this. I mean, look at this, man. The greatest relationships of all time are built through trials and tragedy. I am more connected with the people in this room than ever. It never would have happened. It never would have happened if it wasn't for this season. And so I wanted to end this particular segment by just sending you all to the parable of the widowed woman and her two sons, who I believe we can all relate with and be reminded that the miracle is always going to be in what's left and to no longer focus, complain, or argue over the things out of our control but instead dive deep into our heart, connect with our Father in heaven, offer him gratitude for the season, and learn to learn to love one another again. If you're with me, can I get a me too? Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. That's what me. I mean. Absolutely, me too. Me, me too. too. Amazing, Glenn. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Yes. Glenn, thank you. Case, I just wanted to share something with you. This is Bernita. Go ahead, um, Bernita. I actually wrote, thank you for this, and that last piece about gratitude, about probably six weeks in, I actually wrote a piece. It's on omnoir.com, one of the places where I write on gratitude in the midst of COVID-19. I'd love to share that with you, and I'll post it for anyone who likes to see it. But the space around gratitude is super, super important. And um, I lost a relationship 
Um, I lost family members. I lost a lot of things, and I've spent a lot of time in isolation over the last year and a half. And so to have this space where so many connections have been made, where we many of us have been incredibly isolated. I was not home with a family or even like people to talk to. So thank you for creating this space. Uh, the gratitude of 19, I'll, I'll send you the link. Yes, please do, Vernita. And uh, I just thought it was really important, right? I saw the opportunity. This is normally Tim's Stories segment. And uh, I just saw an opportunity to create a space to allow everyone to feel and everyone to see that you're not alone, okay? No matter what you feel, no matter what you think, you're not alone. And sometimes with the highlight reels on social media and, you know, even us talking in this room with the grind and the go and the, uh, the successes and the celebrations, sometimes you can feel like you're alone in your in, in, in your feelings and your frustrations and your fears and your losses, all of those things. And I'm just letting you know, you are not alone. We are all in this together. We are all in this together. And I am excited for the miracle that will be delivered through you in this season. I am excited hey. about that. I can honestly say that. Glenn, I love hey, the Glenn, way you, you gave that parable. You gave it in such a different way. I mean, I've read that parable many, many, many times. And this just leaped out at me, at me just a minute ago when you talked about the miracle happens within us. And so for that widow woman, the miracle actually was in her all the time. What happened was the miracle was able to be released when she followed the instruction of the man of God. And so I just thought that was very powerful. Thank you for that. Yes, hey, Glenn, this is, this, Glenn, this is Auntie Anita. Yes, can, let's can go I to share? Auntie Anita, and then I'm going to spend some time with Marcus and Ashley after that. So, yes, Auntie Anita, yes. share, please. So can I say that this is confirmation one of the young ladies in the audience um, back channeled me just at seven o'clock this morning. I was in another room modded and it was my turn to speak. And I talked about the widow woman and I began to tell them that your little is much with God. And because she was obedient, everything she needed, she already had it. It was in her house. And I began to say that we have gifts and talents and abilities already. We have what we need. And then I began to say because of her obedience. And then it's another, uh, the, the widow might woman. And I told them about the widow might woman that had oil and meal. And she said her and my son was going to eat it and die. But the prophet told her to give it to him first because she was obedient. Her meal and her oil never ran out. And I began to say that the blessing is in the obedience. Obedience birth blessing. But I love how this is confirmation and how you brought it out with the blessing is what you have, what's left. There's a blessing in what you have left. But I literally dropped my phone when you said that because I talked about that this morning in another room and it is confirmation that and another thing Glenn is take the take Jesus uh, with the two fish and five loaves of bread the apostles and the disciples that was walking with him they was like Jesus really we got 5,000 people out here you really think two fishes and five loaves of bread gonna feed these people but because they were obedient 
They took the bread and the fish and the bread was an overflow after the people ate and was full. So what am I saying? Be obedient. When somebody comes to you and tell you and see greatness in you and say, I see something in you, this is this and this, just be obedient and do it because there's a blessing in your obedience. Thank you for allowing me to speak and share. You really, first Tamara got me emotional and then you, Glenn, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm really emotional. Thank you. And I yield the mic. Thank you, Anita. And I love that in all of those stories, if you notice in all of those stories, that everyone feels what you and I feel, right? They're just like you. They're like, what? Huh? That don't make no sense. Like, what do you mean? We're going to take two loaves and, and five fish or whatever it is and feed everybody. Like, you crazy, man. Like, what, 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 what are you talking about, right? It's confusing. It doesn't make sense. We don't have the answers. And that's really a season that we're in, right? It's confusing. It doesn't make sense. We don't have the answers. And we're all... We're all feeling that same, that same thing, right? We're all feeling that same way. And the key is to allow yourself space to feel, right? But don't allow, don't allow yourself to start fighting, complaining, dividing. Those are the things that tear apart your soul, tear apart your spirit. Instead, settle in with confused, settle in with I don't understand, settle into a space of gratitude and trust, trust, right? And like Anita said, be obedient, trust that it's all for your good. It's all for your good. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.